0: what's going on everyone thanks for checking out another episode of Fanworld. i'm your host lucid dreams and on today's show i'll be bringing you two great conversations up first titan the user responsible for the dsfl sack leader and one of the most impressive defenders this season xavier walls hope you enjoy I'm being joined here by Titan. How you doing today, man?
1: Doing great. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Oh, absolutely. I've been looking forward to this one. So how did you discover Simulation leaks?
1: It was kind of a random chance. To be honest, me and um, the Roman twins, and then uh, Girder, who is Miller, the user Miller, um, well Amulos, who is the, <laughs> the Romulus Roman, uh, introduced us all to it. And we're like, eh, we don't know. We don't know about that. And then we just all got into it and started making character in our players. And then eventually we started talking. We all started talking as pretty much a group to uh, Southpaw, who was Portland's GM at the time. And it kind of just went from there. That's This is the first simulation league that any of us have done.
0: All right. So you just kind of had a, a friend that stumbled across it before you did?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Was that a, he found it on Reddit?
1: I'm actually not even sure where he found it. I think he found it on Reddit. I'm not sure though.
0: <laughs> I was, I was ready for you to say Reddit when you came on here. Every Almost everybody I've had on has said Reddit so far. So I,
1: was <laughs> yeah. I personally didn't see it on Reddit, but I have no idea where he had found it. I think he either, he, it was either that or he found it on NFL or something like that.
0: You know, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. So uh, what made you pick linebacker?
1: Um, I think it was just the idea of being involved in like all of the defense. I've always kind of liked linebacker as a position, even when I played football back in um, high school and stuff. Uh, I never got to play linebacker very much, but when I did, I enjoyed it. So I was just like, what the hell, linebacker?
2: All right.
0: So you've managed to be third in tackles with 84, first oh. in forced fumbles with seven, and you're first in sacks with nine.
1: Anti-perversive interceptions.
0: (laughs) I I did not catch that (laughs) when I was looking. You're having one of the most dominant performances of the DSFL season. Do you have your eyes set on any awards this year?
1: You know, uh, people are joking around about MVP conversation, and, uh, you know, that'd be dope if I can get it. Um, I I just know that it's kind of a long shot for defensive players to get the award. But I for sure have my eyes on Defensive Player of the Year, Linebacker of the Year. Uh, either of those for sure would have loved to have gotten a rookie of the year last year, but I did not put up nearly as good of performances as I did this year.
0: Yeah, you definitely, uh, as somebody who's trying to stay at the top of the pack themselves with a defensive players, at least on the sack numbers, you're uh, definitely hard to catch up to. So you're having a hell of a year. Yeah, man. Thank you. Portland is currently sitting in second place in the North. You guys are eight and two. Do you think you guys can bring it home this year?
1: Yeah, we're only one point out from first place technically with that tiebreaker with with uh, London. So uh, yeah, I think I mean can do I think we can take it home. Hundred percent think we can. Um, I, I, it's you know the sim is the sim, and last year we had an extremely good year um, throughout the season, and then it kind of dropped off. You know, at the first playoff game so we're hoping we can pull it through this year
0: what, what do you guys need to do to make that happen
1: um I mean I think it's just a matter of like our offense has been down a little bit this year from last year um but our defense has been causing so many turnovers that I think that's our biggest advantage right now is that we just create so many Force fumbles, interceptions, um, you know, all of that, that I think that's what our key is just keep doing that. And if our offense starts playing like they did last year, because um, we have all pretty much the same players, I think that's, I mean, we're, pre- we're. I think we're playing offensively at kind of a low right now. And if that beefs up at all, I think we're going to dominate. So.
0: So who's winning the ultimate?
1: I hope it's us. <laughs> I looking at looking at it to like strictly TPE and who we have on our team. And, you know, a lot of other teams have a lot of talented people, but we just have such a good roster up and down offense and defense, especially with our rookies that came in that I, I just don't think like if there's a team that deserves it with the hard work. I mean, it's, it's like, I think it's us right now with our record at the people who are in the playoffs, you know?
0: So you wrote an article called guide to being new while also being new. What inspired you to do that?
1: I guess it was just the confusion when I started. And, like, what I thought was overwhelming ended up not being super overwhelming. And it's just because of, like, the simple things that I had, you know, put in there. You know, a lot of that's just watching people, listening to people, that sort of thing.
0: So in that article you wrote, listen to how people go about their weeks in this league. That's probably the best piece of advice I've seen yet. That's been one of my favorite parts about hosting the podcast is interviewing people and seeing the way they view and handle the league. Um, what did you notice when you were like a rookie in there? What was it that you seen that really helped influence the way you handle yourself around the league?
1: I think it's just getting yourself involved and figuring out a routine that works for you. Um, I know a lot of people do things differently, go but week by week predictions do. Uh, you know, the way that they go about writing up their media and things like that, how they earn their money. Um, I think the biggest part is listening to, and seeing what other people do and then kind of picking and piecing together what makes the most sense to you and your schedule outside of, you know, this league because we all have real lives too.
0: So now that another season's passed for you, you have any other advice that you would give to new players?
1: Uh, I think the biggest one is, and this is something that people thought, you know, me and – my friends right away when we joined was just to have fun with it um, and make sure that it is something enjoyable to you. And as soon as it stops being that uh, you might need to start looking for a new hobby. Like, I think that's the biggest thing is you really, you really weigh the time that you put into it and you don't have to put a ton of time into it to be a max earner or any, if that's what you want to do, or a mid earner or, you know, whatever. A lot of times it's just fun being in the locker rooms and, you know, being around the people and, Having your conversations. I know I'm a big part of both locker rooms that I'm in. So, yeah,
0: I know um, the locker rooms for me are, like you said, they're one of my favorite parts about the league so far and just being able to hang out with the different people. It's, I know I've mentioned it before plenty of times in my podcast, but especially going from the first creation to actually the game starting, having the locker rooms to hang out, like to hang out in made a big difference.
2: Um,
1: Got it. And I think for newer players too, it's like, take advantage of that prospect time. You know, when you come into the league, um, doing prospect, prospect games, doing the draft process, like take advantage of that and reach out. Don't just let the GMs reach out to you, reach out to other people and get answers and figure things out. And, you know, don't be shy about doing that because people like probably 97% of the people that I've ran into here have been very open with wanting to help and, you know, give feedback and all that stuff. So.
0: What have you found to be the most enjoyable part of your time in the league?
1: I think 100% is meeting the people. I mean, I've met a few people from uh Philadelphia already that have a lot in common with me and you know, we share a lot of stuff like uh, we, there's a recipes page and like a cooking page and you know <laughs> pat rgm jokes that it's like it's like my my thing I guess because I post a lot in there. I post a lot of what I'm cooking and things like that, but it's just enjoyable mm-hmm. to do that sort of thing. And I think that's my favorite part. It's just the locker room experiences. I do like stats though, too. I'm a big stat, stat- of <laughs> So it's pretty sweet to see a lot of stats coming my way this year. But, you know, there are years where you're not going to have that. And you got to have something else to fall back on.
0: So you brought up Philadelphia. You were drafted by Philadelphia in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were your thoughts on draft night? I know you said you, in an article, you said you had joked about that pick. Were you not expecting to go fourth?
1: So here's the thing. Me, Greg... Uh, I'm sure everybody listening knows who Greg is by now. Um, We're having banter back and forth because we were obviously going over our uh, mock drafts and our information we were gathering and all that stuff. Um, And the joke was that he was going to go to Philly because they really, you know, he had a really good conversation with Pat and Cody and um, you know, he just felt like they needed a cornerback. And I had to give him a little bit of a rile uh, because, okay. So prior like, maybe a week before the draft, I wasn't in any locker rooms. Um, and then suddenly Jimmy is either Jimmy or Pat. One of the two from Philadelphia were like, Oh, Hey, we forgot. We never invited you to our locker room here. Come on in. So up until that point, me and Greg were joking around and I was mm-hmm. just giving him shit. Um, and it was one of those things where I was just doing it. And then I started talking to the guys, Pat and Cody and people in the locker room. And of course uh, you know, Hortle got signed there as a free agent. Um, And Horta was is my GM right now in Portland. But that that aside, like all of that stuff, it just was kind of starting to feel right. Um, So I I said I was joking about it a little bit, but like I still felt like I had good enough talent and I was a good enough earner. And, you know, I put in the work outside of um, just making my player and getting TPE um, that I thought that I was for sure a top five pick.
0: Where did you think you were going to go?
1: You know, at the point that I made my draft and finally published it, I think I was really starting to think that I would go to Philadelphia and I was hoping I'd go to Philadelphia. Um, I, you know, honestly, if people had, you know, talked to me and, you know, learned about what I thought of this league and, you know, talked to any of my ex-GMs or, you know, Zigo or any of that stuff, like, they would have known how much I put into the league and how much I try to help and do, um, especially in, in the idea of, like, making sure locker room culture and – you know, how people are doing, uh, making sure that they're doing all right. Um, I, I, I for sure thought I was going to go on top five. So any of those top five teams I thought should have taken me. in Philadelphia won.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> you brought up wanting to go to Philadelphia. Was that just um, the team you enjoyed most coming into the draft night? I know you mentioned you weren't in any of the team locker rooms at one point. So.
1: Yeah, so Yellowknife was really – I enjoyed Yellowknife as well. Um, a lot of nice guys there. Uh, it just, it seemed like I had a really good, like maybe week of talking to them and then I kind of dropped off. So I was like figuring in my head, you know, mock drafters. I'm like, all right, so this doesn't feel right. So that could have went there, um, you know, and then a couple other teams had reached out to me and talked to me we had good conversations, but I just wasn't a big part of their locker room. I don't know. I just wasn't a fit. So that's kind of how I whittled, whittled it down to seeing who, I thought would be the people. Um, I was in Honolulu's locker room, but again, just wasn't like a fit. I guess I just didn't talk a lot in there. Didn't get a lot of response back. I guess, but uh, they're good people. I had good conversations with them. Colorado had good conversations with them as well. Um, I think in the end, it, the marbles just all rolled into place, and Philadelphia was the place for me that felt like, hey. I I should play for these guys, even though they're a rebuilding team. I I feel like I'm a big piece to what they're doing, and they had an incredible draft this last uh, season. So they're on the up and up.
0: So is this your last season in the DSFL?
1: Um, I would guess so. I mean, I'm already I'm already closing in on the 500 TPE mark, ish, close to there. Um, So I'm guessing that I would go up and kind of solidify that linebacking core for the uh, Liberty. Um, So if I don't, if I'm back down, um, it's whatever. I'll enjoy hopefully having another year of just insane defensive stats. (laughs) But um, I I do look forward to going up and playing in the ISFL.
0: What are you looking forward to most about being called up?
1: Uh, I think it's just the idea that it starts like a career, you know, like that is the point in which a lot of people look at players who are seriously starting their careers and hopefully some of my uh, sim luck carries over to that point. So, I mean, I'm just looking forward to starting that because I know the DSFL is fun and like all of that, but it's like the place where you kind of just aren't a holding pattern until you get into the ISFL.
0: So are you trying to pursue like a Hall of Fame career?
1: I think I think every anybody who's like a max earner comes into this and is like, "Oh, this is really dope. This is fun." I think would want to be a Hall of Famer, you know? Like would want to win awards every year, want to be a pro bowler, um, want to be considered a user who's like you know, above and beyond, I guess. So like any of those awards I think I would I would like to to earn.
0: So do you think you'll be able to maintain the high level of play that you displayed this season?
1: God, I hope so. Um, (laughs) But I I don't know. It's pretty, it's, it's a pretty high level of play. I've broken a few records already this year, tied records. Um, So I'm not sure that that's a reasonable expectation when I go up to the ISFL for the first couple of years, but I definitely hope to be just a consistent part of the, of the defense getting tackles at least and, you know, causing those turnovers whenever I can.
0: So I know you mentioned breaking some records. I apologize. I tried to do my research uh, before interviews, but I missed that you had broken some records. Uh, what records did you break this season?
1: Yeah. So I tied the single game forced fumble and fumble recover record. So in the, in that game, uh, what game was that? There was a game in which I had like seven tackles, three forced fumbles, and then two recovered. So three forced fumbles in a single game. Um, uh, tied the record by a Minnesota player. I think it was John Gath. And then the recovered <laughs> recovery record was also Minnesota from the same game um, by, I can't remember the other person's name, but so I tied those records. Uh, I broke the single uh, or not single, the career force fumble record for the DSFL, which was put, put up by somebody in four years of play where I've done it in a year and a half. Oh, wow. And then I, I think I have now, broken the single season forced fumbles record. I'm either tied with it or I broke it. And there's still
0: That's a few fine. games left this season, so yeah, and if I get trying, really lucky, I
1: can I can tie the I can probably tie or break the linebacker interceptions record too. That'd be sweet.
0: What do you think's been most important in the development of your player?
1: Uh, are you talking about like how my player actually has been yeah, successful? Like,
0: well, yeah, how you've how you've managed to create such a dominant player. What do you think has been most important in that creation?
1: Um, I mean, I've, I've definitely balanced him out in speed and a little bit lower on the strength, but I put points into agility and stuff. So I think that that has really panned out for me in the passing defense realm of things. Um, I also think it's helped with the sacks. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I, I definitely have boosted my my foundational stats before i've started boosting the flashy stats and i think that that has a big part of me you know i'm not committing penalties i'm i'm on the field a lot um that sort of thing okay because you'll look at the games and most games i start doing everything in the second half like i'll start the first half with like one or two tackles and the second half i do just about everything so i don't know if it's like a clutch thing or what but I'm not super familiar on how the sim works. So.
0: so I know we've talked about you being drafted by Philadelphia. Um, statistically, they're, you know, pretty much out of the playoffs. I can't say a hundred percent out of the playoffs yet. Cause I don't think they've mathematically been eliminated, mm-hmm. but at this point they basically need a miracle to make it. Um, so in your opinion, who's winning the ultimates this year?
1: Oh God, it's been so random this year. I feel um, like Austin has been playing good throughout the season, but they've also led a couple games away that they sh- definitely should have won. Um, I think Arizona has been choking a little bit too lately. I mean, any of any of those teams could win it. Sarasota, um, you know, Sanos or Austin, uh, Arizona. Um, I don't know Honolulu could come in and run away with it. I don't know what their record is right now. I haven't been paying attention, but I know that they.
0: Um, well,
1: I know out of those three, I think, I mean, Sar- Sarasota just has such a good offense. I think that they might take it again
0: and their defense like the, is crazy. Uh, seems like right now mm-hmm. it's basically uh Sarasota and Berlin on one side and Austin, Arizona, and New York are all in a three-way tie right now on the other.
1: Yeah. And I'm not, uh, I, I'm not sure. I think New York is the odd person out on that other side. Um, so I think it's I, I think it's going to come down to Sarasota versus um, probably Arizona this year for the Ultimates, and I think Sarasota is going to win it again.
0: So you think they're going to double up, huh?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just a gut feeling, you know, I think. They just have such a good defense, pass defense. I just don't see – I don't know. They have a good offense. They have a good defense. They're a well-rounded team. So my bet's on them.
0: So looking back at your DSFL career, what's been your favorite moment?
1: Um, I would say it's either last season when Remus ran it five times for 200 and uh, some ungodly amount of yardage, <laughs> or, or my record-breaking game I think was really fun. Actually, I mean, this this whole year has been pretty fun. So it's hard to pick one game out, but I've it seems like I've been getting in a turnover every single game, so. I mean, but that record-breaking game is probably my – or tying game, I should say. Hmm. Probably my favorite.
0: So what's next for you? Do you have any jobs around the league? Uh,
1: I, I currently do – I do um, the, twi- the Twitter for our Portland team. I'm a War Room member for them. I've been the team defensive captain two years in a row now. Um, I don't have any like officially like I don't know if the Twitter's a league job, but I have that, um, but I don't have anything else. I don't think that I would. I think I enjoy doing mock drafts so much that I, that would be kind of my thing. And I eventually do want to start doing some kind of like draft st- or like even weekly statistics or like go over big plays or some kind of podcast with that kind of highlighting statistical things but instead of it being like a like a written up job i want it to be like a vocal play-by-play type fun thing
0: so you mentioned a little bit uh not sure whether it was a league job or not that was i guess going to be my follow-up is that running the twitter page is that just something through the team or is that something through the league
1: uh i mean it's ran through the league but i think it's, it's just a team thing i do get paid for it so At the end of the year, if I do so much, you get paid for it.
0: So is there a role or position that you'd like to reach?
1: I mean, if anything, I think I'd enjoy being a rookie mentor. Um, but other than that, I don't think – I can make enough money doing my mock drafts and everything that I don't necessarily need to worry about it, and it's something I really enjoy. So if there was an ever if there was ever a job opening for something like that, I think it would be cool. Um, as far as, like, a dream job, if I could ever get good at making, um, making like, dots cards, that would be sweet. I would love to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, those are cool. I've been focused so much with all my cash this season on getting equipment and trying to upgrade my player that I haven't – Aside from just the pack that I forget who it was, but somebody was giving out packs to all the rookies. Um, aside from just that pack, that's the only one I have. But I'm looking forward to having enough cash where I can feel comfortable at, you know, getting the collection. Those cards are pretty cool.
1: Yeah, like I said, I, I usually try to take advantage of the double media stuff around draft time. So, I and I do draft stuff anyway, so it's pretty sweet. So I can get pretty, pretty well off with just that. That's awesome.
0: So I don't know if you had any topics that you wanted to talk about or any questions you wanted to ask me, but if so, this is why I'd like to turn
1: it over to you. Yeah, so you're technically a a rookie this year, right?
0: Yep, this is my first season.
1: Um, Is this the first? I don't know if you're, are you a new user to the sim or are you?
0: I'm a, I was a brand new user to sim leagues in general. This was my first sim league ever. My first player ever. Never, never been in a sim league environment before.
1: Cool. Um, how have you felt like your year's been going, I guess? i If you answered this on a previous um, podcast, you know, obviously. Just remind me, but. Um,
0: you know, I've, I guess my season, I was in the beginning, I was keeping up pretty good with all you guys at the top. I guess I'm still, still hanging in there. I'm I think I dropped after this last week of Sims. I think I'm fourth or fifth now on the list for sacks uh, tackle wise has been a little bit disappointing, but <clears throat> I'm still working on trying to reach that cap point. So, you know, every week's a, a different upgrade. Yeah, man. Um, uh, I don't what know. What position this, are you in? I'm a defensive end. So I'm kind of right there in the, in the competition with you on defense. So. Gotcha. Yeah. It's this whole league's been interesting. It's been, uh, definitely been fun to to jump into.
1: Yeah. I was going to say how you, how you, how you feeling so far with it. Like as far as like the, you know, getting things in every week. And since you're new to them, I know, I mean, that was in the same spot too. getting the PTs in every week and predictions and all that stuff. You think you found your routine?
0: Oh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm getting pretty, pretty close to finding my routine. I, I guess I need to get a little better with my weekly predictions. Um, I've been I have a, I haven't missed any yet but I have a habit of doing them right before the game because I try to I like to watch the previous week so I can try to you know make a, an accurate prediction and I've actually been pretty good I've had a couple weeks of uh you know max scoring on it and I've had a couple weeks of you know three point uh scoring so um but there's been a couple times where I've, I mean, probably gotten it in like maybe five minutes before the games were about to start, just kind of forgetting about it. So I definitely need to get a get a little bit better at the weekly predictions.
1: Yeah, as soon as they're released on our TPT uh, TPE tasks on our uh, locker room, I usually just do all three immediately, or try to.
0: And I was uh, talking to Quest not too long ago on one of my podcasts, and I wasn't sure. You know, if once you submitted them, how they were with editing. So I didn't want to, I wasn't sure if like I could submit and then edit. Um, But he was saying, you know, as long as, as long as the games haven't started, everything can be edited. So I think I'm going to start doing that as well. Just submitting all the weeks. And then if I feel like I need to edit something, go back in and fix it before the games start.
1: Yeah, last year I was on like a monumental just like spree of getting really high predictions. And then somebody copied my predictions, and I think I've been cursed.
0: (laughs) I'll have – so far this season, I'll have like two or three good weeks in a row, and then I'll have a duck week where I just – I'll go from getting like three points uh, for two or three weeks in a row, and then I'll get one or like a half a point, and I round up to one like (laughs) –
1: yeah, I, I luckily have not been below two this year, but it's wor- it's bad for me compared to what I did last year. So,
0: yeah, it's been like I said about every every third or fourth game or so I've been having like a, a one uh, anywhere from a one to like two point performance. Yeah, and then yeah. Every, every every other thing's been like three points or so.
1: Yeah, you'll see, man. It's so random. The sim, the way the sim works, it's just random. You know, like a team that on paper it looks like they would lose all, every time to a team, and it's like a one in one hundred shot that they win. You know, they end up. You pick them one week and they end up winning. You know, like it's, it's just weird. I yeah. feel like this, I feel like the sim plays like that just on purpose, just to make upsets sometimes. Yeah,
2: the,
0: uh, like you guys this last week with your one point victory. Well, I guess – I mean, I guess it's not – you're uh, you're still in Portland, but I'm talking about Philadelphia. With
1: the, yeah, no, I, I, I get you. Yeah, it was a crazy game.
0: <laughs> I don't think on – I think if you went and looked through the predictions, I don't think there was too many people that picked you guys to win that game.
1: Well, no, for sure, for sure. But they're getting better. Philly's getting better. Um, they got a lot of good young players coming up, low-TP people that are going to be really developing – because, I mean, they have a lot of active people in that locker room.
0: Yeah, it seems so. like it. I know uh, with uh, my locker room, they have, uh, I believe it's Sebster, too, that's over there. Or no, he's in San Jose, I
1: think. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, um, yeah, he's San Jose. Will, Will Miller, is that his player? Yeah, I believe so.
0: Yeah, that's... I was thinking Philly, but no, um, he's with no,
1: Ace is with us, CJ Sonja. That's right, Ace. I knew
0: somebody was with you guys. I don't know why I was thinking Willie.
1: Yeah, and Lonnie's having a – Exolate is having a crazy year, Lonnie Jackson. So if he wins an offensive award and I win defensive awards this year and then Ace had won them all last year, it felt like. <laughs> um, and then Rudy's coming on strong, magnet. Um from being a late draft pick he's really come on strong and then obviously we have Romulus Roman who is having a really solid year at safety um and he's going to be coming along too I mean I I I just I don't see anybody else in the entire draft that had a better draft than Philadelphia did as far as players who are active and good personalities in the locker room and everything
0: so I guess you've uh so what do you think with this upcoming draft class? What do they need to do to kind of maintain that positive performance?
1: For Philly, you mean?
0: Yeah, for Philly. What do you? What do they need to do to try to maintain the positive, like, atmosphere with the new rookies coming in?
1: Yeah, and I think that's the thing is I think right now they're in a spot where they have needs that um, can be filled down the road, but they have a lot of players who are going to be coming up and filling positions this next year, so they have the luxury of being like, you know let's look to the future let's pick our best users and by best users i mean people who are when you're talking to them aren't one answer people they're people who elaborate who come into the locker room and are joking around and offering something up besides just uh you know just the haze and whatever's um you know they're actually coming in and you know like you for example coming doing this podcast and getting people involved and um people notice that teams notice and i think it's one of the biggest things in drafting that if you want a successful team you need active you know people who are really going to be caring about that culture in the locker room i think philadelphia has a really awesome set of people that look at that and bring people in um, with the same you know respect back so i think pat and cody are really great at that and jimmy and joe b and all those guys are really great you got wildfire macro he's done a really good job of being active and helping out where where he can and you know so
0: yeah he's actually uh he's he's scouted me twice now so that's it's interesting yeah, to talk he, to the same person
1: yeah he's into it man he's he's a go-getter he's into it uh i love his energy he's always doing something.
0: Oh, um i know you mentioned uh you know bringing in the new players how long do you think before you guys go from rebuild to contender
1: um i mean honestly i think next year we have shot you know i really do even with low tp like i say low tp but like 500 people coming they're gonna have three people four people that are above 400 tp coming in next year probably um that are going to be filling positions and those other players this year that have been doing really well um are going to be even better so I mean, the big part comes on to Nags, our quarterback, and, you know, um, Blues, uh, Anders Christensen, who's going to be really good at running back. Um, and then, of course, we have great wide receivers. Uh, so, and we talked about Wildfire Macro, but his players getting up there in TPE now and is getting to be pretty good. So I think we have a really promising shot next year of doing something big. I think we'll still be underdogs in just about every matchup we play but we are going to be the team that really like people are are kind of afraid to play because you never know you know what i mean
0: i think you guys are i think philly's kind of like that already this season as yeah far I mean, as being that team that you never know
1: and i think it's just going to be for other people worse but for us it's going to be better you know like i think that's how it's going to turn out next year yeah, no I know matter what the locker room's super fun so
0: i know you mentioned the performance for Nags. With him being, you know, this being his first season, just getting called up, um, you know, everything I've seen or everything I've heard since I've been here is that you know quarterbacks need a a season or two, even once they get called up to the ISFL to develop. So, I mean, it sounds like Negs still has his best years yet to come. So,
1: yeah. Well, you you talk about it like that. Like we we have these thousand TPE cornerbacks playing against uh you know, what lower T P quarterback, you're going to have like, you know, not perfect games and things where he's grew up. Obviously he's thrown more interceptions than he want, He's wanted to this year, but we look at just look how well, you know, Philadelphia has done in the majority of their games, even with him playing like a rookie quarterback, you know? So it's only going to get better.
0: And I got to spend some time in the Minnesota locker room during the scouting process for the DSFL. Yeah, I love many. You know, I got to see Negs in there a lot. They kind of – seems like that's always what they hazed him about in there too is the the interception performance. So I know he's mm-hmm. definitely got to be looking forward to shaking that and, and really getting started on a, a good career.
1: Yeah, no, he's on a good path. People give him crap, but he's on a good path, and I think he's going to do awesome next year. So.
0: so do you consider yourself to be a gamer?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Not probably, yeah. I say probably because my girlfriend's in the next room. Probably shake, nodding her head, like empathetically, yes.
0: <laughs> what are you currently playing?
1: Um, You know, we're doing that Halo League with South. Um, South started up that Halo Championship Tournament League, which I'm horrible at, uh, but trying to get better at Halo. Uh, Halo 3, to be specific. Um, otherwise, I, I think the most hours I put into a game has been like Civ 6. I love Civ 6 so um, I do that. I play a lot of Pokemon games. Kind of a kind of a big nerd so
0: Magic the Gathering. Right there with you on the Pokemon games. I'm a a Pokemon nerd so.
1: Yeah I've been playing a lot of like different uh, like fan-made games
0: lately. What do you consider to be your favorite game of all time?
1: Oh man, my favorite game of all time. Oh my gosh. Um, what would it be? I I have, I mean, every year I play the sports games. I'm not going to say Madden is my favorite game, (laughs) but I've played a lot of it. Um, I like games like that. I like simulation type games where you're using resources or building players, you know, so Sims are like pretty much right up my league. Um, But, yeah, I would probably say, like, Civ 6 or um, MLB The Show is probably my favorite games.
0: That's basically the same way that they're – I don't know if that's how you play any of the sports games, but that's kind of one of my favorite ways to play Madden was just running it on a simulation side.
1: Yeah, I do half and half, so I like sim. I do the important moments part kind of thing. Oh, gotcha. Um, another game I really enjoyed that I still really love to this day, um, I think it's called like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn or Zero Dawn Horizon, something like that. But it's like robot dinosaurs, apocalyptic, um, kind of like tribally bone arrow fighting. I don't know if you've ever heard of it.
0: You know, the name sounds familiar. I, I couldn't picture whether I've ever played it, but for some reason, that name does sound
1: really familiar. Yeah, they come out with a second one. Um, I think it's either next year or, the, or late next year
0: I wonder if I've just um, seen a trailer for the new one coming out
1: yeah it's dope if you haven't played the first one you should play the first one anybody out there looking for RPG games that are really awesome that is one game that is just the graphics are amazing the gameplay is amazing the storyline is really great um, I think it's Horizon Zero Dawn I think that's what it is that's awesome yeah so that game that game's great
0: I'll definitely have to check that one out. It sounds like a fun one. So, I don't know if you had anything else that uh, you wanted to talk
1: about before we. Well, have you have, have you answered any questions on the draft process for you so far, and uh, any of your podcasts yet?
0: Um, a little bit. Uh, everybody that comes on has asked a, a question here, or there, kind of about it. Uh, slightly different, you know. Everybody's had different questions on the process, but.
1: Well, let's go. Let's hear it. How has it been so far for you, man? What uh, What's the different kind of uh, takes you've been getting from scouts and uh, GMs and stuff like that? Like, what do you think? I'm a mock drafter, so I'm super interested in hearing what you think. <laughs>
0: um, you know, I've been scouted right now by uh, four teams. I'm not going to. I know you're a mock drafter, but I'm not going <laughs> to name the four teams. So I'm going uh, to let you just go ahead and guess on those.
1: You're going to make me squirm, um, man.
0: You know, I I wasn't sure how much they were going to weigh on-field performance to, like, locker room activity or Mm -hmm. league activity. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I haven't drawn interest, like I said, from a whole bunch of teams. The four teams that have contacted me seem uh, very interested, I guess, in bringing me on. I uh, seem very interested in the, the activity that I've had around the league. Uh, like you mentioned, the podcast and just the way I've been involved, those pe- some of those people have seen me in like the London locker room or some of the places where I still still hang out and chat with people. Um, so I think some of that surprised me. Um, I think there's some teams that are definitely weighing that pretty heavily towards their draft process. So I'm I'm interested to see where I go. I think I wasn't expecting too much coming in to this draft. Um, because I know a lot of times they say recreates can go, you know, fairly early in the ISFL where they don't go quite as early in the DSFL, but, um, I think I'm going to go earlier, I guess, than I, than I personally expected. So I'm not, not sure exactly where, but.
1: Well, uh, we'll put it this way for you, dude. I was a brand new user completely to all Sims everywhere. And I went (laughs) fourth overall, so. I think it's a lot about locker room presence for you, to be honest. I,
0: I would not um, coming in. I didn't think I didn't think I was going to be a first round draft pick. Um, after some of the conversations I've had, I would not be surprised if I do go in the first round. Um, where exactly? I guess it'll be when we see how the season wraps up, and I can, you know, make a little better prediction there see who's sitting where and what teams I've had great conversations with who I feel like are actually genuinely interested.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's really about what you what you want out of a team, you know, too. Each team has their own kind of, like, personality and, you know, like where they are right now. If they're already a championship team like Sarasota or if you want to be part of a rebuild, you know, it's all up to you and it's all your choice. So I think it's important for anybody coming into this draft um, to realize this, you know if you have something you want to get out of this simulation and out of a locker room, out of a team, you know, be a real upfront with it and forward with it and, you know, take what you want.
0: I think for me, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I guess I'm pretty team friendly on that aspect because I'm, I'm interested in both sides if I'm being honest about it. Um, coming to a team that's already established and in the middle of making a championship run is obviously, you know, very appealing. Um, But going somewhere where you can be an anchor piece for a rebuild and part of the reason why that team went from having bad luck to being successful, that's, you know, that's also a a fun role to play and definitely a a fun part or a fun place to be a part of at that point. Mm -hmm. So, You know, I've been pretty, pretty open with that. I'm, I guess more than anything, I just want to go to an active locker room that, uh, you know, where I get along with people. Um, Out of the four teams that have uh, scouted me, I'm in two of the locker rooms. Um, So I'm just kind of waiting to see, I guess, how everything else goes.
1: And some teams really keep closed locker rooms, you know, like that's just their way of doing things.
0: Um, yeah that's that's what I've heard I've heard the ISFL is a lot more closed door than the DSFL is
1: yeah there are some teams that are very open though and that's you know obviously very (laughs) it's nice to get in and meet the people before you uh start you know just when you drop in and uh don't know what you're getting into you know kind of thing
0: yeah you can have the GM you can have a good conversation with a a scout or a GM and get into the locker room and realize the atmosphere is a little bit different than what you were expecting.
1: Yeah, somebody just rubs you the wrong way kind of thing.
0: So, I mean, I definitely understand the closed locker room side of it, but it is nice to, like you've said, nice to meet the people before you just get dropped in.
1: Yeah, very much so. That was one of my things is I really wanted to get to know, you know, the overall locker room culture and people before I, uh, you know, got dropped into someplace. And I think that's what, you know, kind of not turned off teams, but made teams, you know, not necessarily put me priority number one. I don't know. I've,
0: I've enjoyed the league so much that for me, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to, I guess, just getting to the next level. So I'm, I don't know, maybe, maybe the next time around, I'll be a little more picky, but I just, I'm enjoying this. I'm, I'm along for the ride right now. I've, I've, the league's hooked me in and I'm just uh, said, I'm enjoying my time here. So
1: good. Yeah. That was kind of how I felt too. You know, a lot of people were saying all oh, Baltimore with their whole kind of fire sale and rebuild thing, you know, if they take you, are you okay with that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with that. You know, yes. at that point, I don't know hardly <laughs> anybody way? in that. I don't know hardly anybody in the league anyways, at that point when I was getting drafted. So I was like, I don't have anything against anybody. I'm perfectly okay to go wherever, you know, t- a team wants me. I just wanted to be wanted, you know? Yeah. I've
0: spent, uh, you know, a lot, obviously a lot of time in London being drafted there and I spent quite a bit of time in Minnesota, like I mentioned earlier. So obviously it'd be cool to, to go somewhere with people that I've had a previous interaction with, but um, you know, I meet new people, you know, weekly on this podcast who I've, you know, had minimal exposure to sometimes. And, um, you know, you never know who you're going to click with or who you're going to get along with or, you know, what locker room is going to feel feel right. So, you know, going somewhere where you haven't met anybody can turn out good just as well as it can be a little awkward.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, that's good. Good to hear. So if you ever want to tell me those teams that are looking at you, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll be sure to let you know those teams uh, immediately following the next season's draft.
1: You son of a gun!
0: Right, right after I get drafted, I'll call you to let you know the teams that were looking at me.
1: <laughs> I'll figure them out. Don't worry.
0: And uh, I was thinking about it too. There's if anybody on any of these teams is, I have about uh, 30 people that listen to the podcast. Um if anybody from that actually listens to the podcast has come around i i feel like a uh, you know a lot of scouting could have been done just from being one of those people that listen to the pod
2: <laughs> yeah
0: like oh we'd listen to this guy talk for an hour for the last you know 5 6 weeks now kind <laughs> of have yeah. an idea what he's about so i wouldn't be surprised if i get if, if it comes up being a team i've never even talked to
1: yeah. It's definitely a good way to put yourself out there. Um, you know, like Greg does a lot of mock drafts and now he's kind of a household name in the, uh, you know, in the, the league and, you know, I do mock drafts. I wouldn't say that I'm a household name, but I do a decent amount of mock draft stuff and talk about like after draft analysis and it's kind of, it's, it's how people kind of get to know you. So I think you're doing a great job of that.
0: Yeah. You mentioned Greg, I'm looking forward to having him on. I've, uh, been trying to get him scheduled. I think we finally got a got a date semi locked down. So I think he'll be on an episode here soon.
1: Good, good. Yeah, he's a good guy.
0: Be a fun one. Like I said I just enjoy having the the different people on and just getting the different experience from
1: everybody. Yeah. Well, do you have any other questions for me?
0: I don't, man. That's uh that's it for me. I Appreciate you taking time out of your night to come on with us.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Take care, man. I'm sure I'm going to see more of you in the uh, Liberty locker room.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I've been, uh, I guess, uh, well, you put a name on one of the four teams, so that should help your mock draft.
1: (laughs) All right, man. Well, you have a good rest of your evening. You too, man. Thanks for coming on. Take care. Yeah, have a great day.
0: Joining me now, the man who since recording this conversation has broken the ISFL single season passing record, the best quarterback in the league in season 28, the user responsible for Mattathias Caliban, Pigsnout. All right, I'm being joined here by Pigsnout. Hey, Hey. how's it going today? Doing good. How are you? I'm not doing too bad. (laughs) <laughs> appreciate you uh coming on and joining me today yeah thanks for having me absolutely uh so i know you've been around for a while how did you mm-hmm. first discover the isfl
2: um i found it back back when they're first starting like before season one began during like the initial round of like reddit recruitment i was on the um on the raven subreddit and saw like a recruitment post there so i read through that and Right there, I thought it sounded cool, so I decided to give it a try and join it. So you've been with the league just from the start, then? Yeah, I joined back back then before like the original
0: draft happened. So I was told that you're one of the only players that has or uh, that's still in the league that has done every activity check. Yeah, I think
2: there was a little a few months back or so, someone did like an article about that, and it turned out I was the only one that had done like every single activity check up to that point
0: <laughs> so I know belonging to the league for a while I'm sure you've seen the league change a little bit
2: yeah.
0: what's uh what's one of the most important changes that you think's been made to the league
2: I think probably one of the most more important ones that I saw during my time was um, the introduction of the DSFL because back, back when I first started there wasn't like any sort of developmental league or anything so you would just get drafted and go to the pros right away. So that was kind of, um, that was kind of a big um, deal having like a developmental league now because it was kind of tough early on if you got drafted and you're playing like against a bunch of like pro players that have been in the league for several seasons already, can't really compete that much. So now it's kind of nice if there's like a developmental league so that some players you can kind of stay down there for a couple of seasons and still get playing time until you're – ready to um, come up and join the pro league. So I think that's kind of a good thing for the player experience to get to have that uh, separate developmental league. Was the TPE set up the same way back then? Yeah, it was. So
0: you're basically coming in with, you know, 100 TPE playing against, you know, 600, 700, 1,000, whatever it is. yeah. So I know you're part of the update team and you belong to the media grading
2: team. Mm-hmm. Are you involved in the league in any other ways? Let's see. I guess I'm actually, actually, I'm, I'm actually not on the media grading team anymore. I just stepped down at the, at the beginning of this current season, okay. but I'm still doing the update team and I'm, I'm also on the uh, Hall of Fame committee.
0: All right. Are there any specific positions that you'd like to get to in the league?
2: Don't think I had anything particular in mind that I'm trying to get to. I think I'm pretty happy with what I've
0: done so far. More focused on like the league side of things and have you uh have you ever been a GM or anything
2: like that? Yeah, I did I guess I was a co-GM for like one season back in like season two. I was co-GM for the Yeti back then.
0: All right, so you just like the head office side of things a little bit
2: more. Yeah, it's, uh, it was kind of fun to try being a GM for a year, but I kind of felt in the long term kind of just for the player-focused approach. All right.
0: So your current player right now is is Caliban. Mm-hmm. Through 14 games, you're the league leader in passing yards with 400 or 4,994.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're in first place in touchdowns with 30, and you're fourth overall in the quarterback rating. You're having an amazing season.
2: Yeah, it feels, it feels pretty weird since I've kind of I guess when you're like a young quarterback, you're kinda of used to most of the time just playing bad and not doing too well. So it feels sort of like a breakthrough season in a way that to actually kind of actively be playing pretty well this season. So that feels pretty cool. So I, I'm pretty new to the league and I'm
0: uh you know, I don't know much about the league history, but is this uh is this your first kind of good season then? You're saying you're kind of having a breakout year?
2: Yeah, I guess since I'd, I guess um, I was kind of playing. Didn't, I guess I was in the DSFL for like a few seasons before coming up and then was kind of more middle to lower of the pack from like my first couple of years. And I believe this is my third year in the pros. So this is kind of first time I've, I guess, really been in that top conversation for quarterbacks feels like a bit of a breakout year in that regard.
0: So right now you're 39 yards away from having a top Hmm. 10 passing yard season like ever in the ISFL.
2: How do you think you'll finish? Yeah, I guess I was looking at the numbers a little bit. I think with my current pace would have me finish with 5,707, which would end up being uh, number one all time on the list. Um, so do you think you'll be able to get there? I'm not sure, since I guess the last two games are against Yellowknife and Berlin, who both have pretty good defenses, so it'll be kind of tough to maintain like the usual season averages. But I guess looking at the numbers, I need I guess the current number one is five thousand five hundred and forty-five. So I need five hundred fifty-two yards between the last two games. In order to get past that. So, I need like 276 per game. I'm currently averaging 356 per game. So, it seems like I might have a decent shot at being able to do that.
0: So, I know you said this is your, your first breakout year. How do you feel about your performance this season?
2: It's been pretty exciting, kind of like I said, I guess, kind of after like several seasons of kind of earning TP and building the player up feels exciting to kind of have that breakout year and be putting up um, putting up some good numbers and making a positive impact. But also at the same time, kind of wish we had uh, more team success to get along with it because you're kind of right now on the outside of the playoffs and I wish we'd be able to uh, get a couple more wins to get into that playoff picture. So I, I know you mentioned uh, the
0: playoffs uh- Even with your performance, Colorado's been pretty up and down this season. Mm -hmm. However, looking at the math, at least from my understanding, you guys are not officially eliminated. You need to win out, have Yellowknife lose, and outscore Yellowknife for the rest of the season, if I'm correctly understanding the way the ISFL does it. What do you think your odds are of winning out?
2: Um, Well, This will be kind of tough since we have – Yellowknife and Berlin are our last two games, and both of those are pretty good teams. But remember, we had kind of a similar situation like towards the end of last season, where we looked like we were on the outside and basically needed to win like like our like last three in a row or so, and we ended up putting all those together and just squeaking into the playoffs right at the end. So you know, maybe we'll be able to do that again, but the interesting. I was kind of funny, I was looking back at the numbers because we. It's the first thing we'll have to beat the rates. And it's kind of funny. I was looking back at the numbers a little bit. I guess we played them back in week one, which was probably my worst performance of the season. I had like three interceptions and zero touchdowns, the 60 passer rating. And I was looking back a little bit further and uh, we've lost our last five games in a row against the rates. And the last time the Yeti won against the rates was the season before they called me up to the team so I guess since I've been called up, we we haven't won any of our games against the race, so maybe this will be a chance to uh, break through this year and uh, get that win against them. Yeah, it definitely seems like it's about time, don't you think? <laughs> yes, I guess it'll be a tough path, but I'm hoping we can pull it off. So who's going to win the ultimus this year? Hmm. Well, I guess I'm hoping the Yeti will be able to do it. But from a more unbiased perspective, I think maybe my pick for it would be the uh, Arizona Outlaws. So I guess they were before the season in my season predictions. I had them um, predicted as number one. And looking at the numbers so far, you know, they have, they're like the like number one scoring, or sorry, number two scoring offense and the number two scoring defense. So it seems like they have a, Pretty well balanced team, and I think they have the best point differential right now. So I think they're looking like a pretty tough team to beat so far.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I I picked I actually picked Colorado in the beginning of the season, <laughs> but if you were to ask me now, or you know even a couple weeks ago, I probably would have told you Arizona. <laughs>
2: um,
0: I don't know. I had a quest on the show the other uh, this last episode that I just released, and um. I was telling him something about the way that his player has been playing seems like it's got Arizona's offense rolling.
2: Yeah, it's, I was looking at some of the numbers on the index earlier. I think his player might be a pretty good MVP candidate right now.
0: And then I know you mentioned having a little bit more team success uh, along with your performance. Mm-hmm. What do you think uh, Colorado needs to do to build up around a player like yours?
2: No not really sure. I think we can't remember. I think I did see some numbers earlier. I think we have a pretty young team right now, so I feel in some regard part of it's probably just next year if we get players with another year of experience. I think we have some pretty good players on the team already. But I think part of it's just been we've had some pretty close games that just haven't really gone our way. So I think we have some pretty good talent in place already right now. We just Maybe get a little more uh, some luck on our side and get another year of development from everyone. I think we're to have a chance to make a pretty good run next year.
0: feel pretty good about the core of your team coming in. Yeah. That, uh, season.
2: Yeah. So
0: are you the type of person that can enjoy this performance from your player this season, even if you don't make it to, say, the top of the record books or mm-hmm. Colorado doesn't make the playoffs?
2: Yeah, I think it's a little mix of both. On one hand, just being able to put up good numbers and play well is pretty exciting, but at the same time, kind of kind of hoping for the whole package, too, to be able to, you know, from putting up good numbers, feel like that's also helping the team to succeed and get more wins. So kind of a mix of both that I do appreciate just being able to play well and put up big numbers, but at the same time, also fun to kind of hope for some of those loftier goals. and. Aim for that team success as well and maybe trying to aim for that top spot in the record book would be pretty cool.
0: How many teams have you been a part of since you've been playing in this league?
2: Let's see, I've been a part of um, three teams. I guess I was um, my first player was drafted by the Yeti and then played six seasons there. And then got traded to the Wraiths and played four seasons there. And then um, the second player got drafted to the Hawks. And I think I played 11 seasons with him and I played the whole career there with the Hawks. And then now this is my third player and I've been on the Yeti so far. And I guess also been on two uh, DSFL teams. I was on the Python with my second player on the bird box with my current player.
0: All right. So you've definitely gotten a chance to experience uh, quite a bit of the league Yeah,
2: it's kind of funny. I was noticing I've spent all the time I've been here. I've never actually had a player in the ASFC that <laughs> every player I've had has been, been in the NFC, NSFC the whole time. And that's kind of a funny stat. <laughs> so...
0: What would you say is your favorite part about belonging to the ISFL? You've obviously enjoyed your time
2: here. You're on your third player around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I guess it's kind of fun just getting to go through, like, the whole kind of football career experience, kind of fun, you know, starting off a new player and then getting, like, drafted and kind of building up your player over time, watching them improve and get better, and hopefully being able to win championships and awards and stuff like that with them because – kind of I out before you know would like the before before i found out sim leagues where i think would like to do like like play like on like madden and kind of do like the player experience on there and sometimes would like kind of make up like a role-playing aspects and sort of like imagine like if this was a real player like what the like media storylines and stuff would be so it's kind of fun getting to you know come here and have that player experience but there's also kind of that role-playing experience of like getting to read, like, media articles about the league and stuff and kind of getting to, like, progress your player and have teammates and be a part of the team and stuff like that, too.
0: Yeah, I definitely did, uh, you know, played Madden the same way before coming here. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if, uh, like, you're too familiar with, like, my experience with the league or not, but – I'm this is my first, my first sim league with my first player right now. <clears throat> so, um, currently going through my first DSFL season. So, that's why I feel like I'm kind of in the most exciting part of the sim. League
2: yeah. Yeah. It's always kind of fun getting to uh, go through like that draft process for the first time and wonder where you're going to end up and stuff like that. pretty fun. Yeah.
0: I had the. Had the first draft with the DSFL and then now I'm getting ready to go through my first ISFL draft. So
2: that's cool. I've been hearing from Team Chat.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's actually how I ended up getting uh figuring out who you were.
2: (laughs) I was uh scouted
0: by Colorado and after (laughs) talking to people, I realized that you know I was in your locker room and I was like, hey, just (laughs) out of you know curiosity, who's any of you guys the you know user behind Caliban? (laughs) They're like, no, that's pig now. They're like, he's here, but we don't, he, we don't really hear from him too often mm-hmm. unless he's got something to say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're like, oh, all right. <clears throat> so I was talking to them. They're like, yeah, you, you know, you can ask him, but I don't, I don't think he's gonna want to come on a podcast. But you never know. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, uh, you know, definitely not easily deterred. So I decided to write to you anyways, and
2: it turned out yeah. to be better, I guess. Yeah, I think you're, you're the first person I looked at that ever asked to be on a podcast. Yeah, I was like, you know, I figure if
0: you know if I just don't ask, then you know you're never you're never gonna come on. What's the you know, if I yeah. ask you what's the worst that's gonna happen, you're gonna say no, I'm not interested. Yeah. So No, yeah, I've been been contacted by a few teams. I think I'm up to six teams now that have scattered me. All right. So uh, it's been a fun process. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the fact that I'm not really stuck to my position. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess has made teams a little bit more interested in me as well. Yeah, you know, being yeah. that, uh, willing to switch to whatever position need be just about. There's only a handful of positions I don't really want to play. So,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, flexibility is always nice. Yeah, it's kind of kind of funny to see how the draft process changed over time because back when I um back when I first joined in season one. So there wasn't, like, a developmental league or anything. They just put everyone in, like, one big draft, and it was only, like, um, maybe, like, two weeks or so after the league started. So you didn't really have any, like, history on players. So it was kind of crazy, that whole um, draft back then.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's –
2: I can imagine that just
0: being a totally different experience.
2: Yeah.
0: So what advice would you have to new players that are learning the league?
2: You no, know, I'd say the biggest advice is kind of just, just stick with it and keep, keep up your earning and whatnot. Cause you know, it's kind of, it can be hard sometimes to make an impression early on when you're first joining, but it's kind of one of the nice things about this league. If you put the time in your players going to keep on improving, as long as you keep doing your task and moving and stuff like that, like, like back in the day, with my first player, got draft. I was drafted in like the like seventeenth round of like the season one draft. I like the like number one ninety nine overall pick. So I didn't didn't really have much hype around me coming in, but I kind of just stuck with it and just kept doing my task and earning, and then eventually ended up becoming one of the higher TPA players. So it's kind of the sort of thing if you just stick with it and stay dedicated, you can keep improving your player and um, get better. So now you bring up your, like your first draft with that
0: being the first one of the league. Was that one of the larger drafts in ISFL history?
2: Yeah, I imagine. So I don't know. I guess the league's grown a lot with few current recruitments and whatnot, but I don't know that there's ever been one that's gone, gone quite as big as that first one. Cause I don't recall the exact numbers, but I know it was, it was over 20 rounds that first and like over 200 players in the class. How many teams did you guys start with initially? It was uh, six teams initially. It was okay. the Yeti, the Wraiths, and the Hawks were the NFC. And then the um, ASFC was the Otters, the Outlaws, and the Cats. Okay.
0: That's another thing I've really enjoyed about doing my podcast is having, you know, the different people on, everybody's got different league history and different yeah. knowledge of the way things have gone. It's been, it's been nice just being able to ask people questions like that and kind of get some background on the league.
2: Yeah. It's kind of cool to get some history.
0: What is your most memorable moment over the course of your ISFL career?
2: Let's see, I would say probably the most memorable for me was, um, in season eight, winning the Ultimis because that was like the first um, first Ultimis I won, which is kind of a cool journey for my player. I guess a little background backstory for my first player. I was drafted by the Yeti in the original draft, and we ended up making it to the Ultimus in season one, but we lost there. And then season two, we were pretty good again, but ended up missing the playoffs. It was like a three-way tiebreaker and we missed out there on it was came down to like the point scored tiebreaker and we missed out there. So that was kind of tough because we had a pretty good team, but we kind of lost some games that we thought we should have won. Kind of missed out right at the end. Then after that, kind of stuff happened over the offseason. We lost a lot of talent then it kind of went into a rebuild. After that, and we're kind of stuck in a rebuild for a few seasons and then after just when we were kind of starting to make a little progress on the rebuild that our quarterback at the time was going to go inactive, so we kind of had to start over with the whole rebuild thing and draft another quarterback so by that time my player was getting older and i only had like one more season or so to go before regression so then they kind of decided probably the best idea would be to um rather than keep me around for another rebuild you know to kind of trade me away so they could kind of get some assets to help them with the future rebuild. So then, um, then they kind of let me, let me choose some teams I'd be interested in being traded to. So I, kind of after several seasons of rebuilding, kind of wanted to go somewhere where I could play for a contender and have a chance at a championship. So there are kind of a few teams that were interested and um, then I ended up getting traded uh, to the rates who were kind of in a position that they kind of been like consistently good but had never really gotten over the top and won that championship so we're kind of hoping maybe if I came in there I could kind of help be one of those pieces to help get them over the top and then so that was kind of fun once I went there my first season and I ended up also ended up changing positions during the trade I was originally a line or sorry I was originally a running back but then uh, switched to linebacker um, after the trade so it was kind of a fresh start with like a new team, new position. But then it ended up being a really fun season. That first season after I got traded there, we did really well. And we went, uh, we went 13 and one that season. So we were really successful that season. And then we ended up losing in the first round of the playoffs <laughs> after all that success in the regular season. And we lost at home to Liberty after we had like the like, last regular season game. We like blew them out on the road and then ended up losing at home to them in the uh, first round of the playoffs and they were also it actually came down at the end when there were the trade discussions going around it came down the race and the liberty were like the last two that it came down to so i actually almost ended up going there to liberty when i went to the race instead and then the liberty were the team that ended up beating us in the first round of the playoffs And then they went on and won the championship that year. So I was kind of wondering after that year, if that was maybe my one shot when we had all that regular season success and went 13 and one, but we kind of tried tried to run it back the following season. We kept most of our core together, but that was kind of, I guess after season seven was kind of the first year that like the first round of players went through regression. So we had some players on the team going through regression. So we weren't entirely sure how that would all go, but we, Ended up being um, – ended up having, like, another good year, the following year in Season 8. We weren't as successful as the previous season. We were, I think, like, 11-3 and three that year, but we were still were, like, the third that year. So we had, my like home field advantage throughout the playoffs again. So we kind of had another shot to make up after the previous year and try and get the championship this time around. And then, um, so then I think the first playoff game – we ended up going. We were going against the Hawks, and we were at home that game, so we were favored in that game. And then the game started off, and they scored. They scored like the first three touchdowns, so it was like twenty-one to zero. And we were getting blown out by them, and then all of a sudden, after that, we turned it around and um, ended up ended up coming back from being down twenty-one to zero. And I think the final score is like like 38 to 24 or something. So we ended up winning by a comfortable margin after it looked like we were going to get blown out early on. So it kind of looked like history was about to repeat itself. We were going to have another successful regular season and then disappoint in the first round of the playoffs again. But then that was pretty exciting that we were able to turn that around. We get the win there and then went to the um, championship game. And I think we went against, uh, new orleans in the championship game and we were able to beat them so it was pretty exciting after it's kind of a winding road through some of those earlier seasons of getting close and having disappointment so i felt like it was pretty special that year kind of being able to actually break through the fir- for the first time and to get that championship win so that was a pretty exciting moment there
0: how many uh, championship teams have you been a part of so far
2: i've been um Part of two, I was won that one in um season eight with the Wraiths, and then my second player won one with the Hawks, I think, in season 15. I think it was, and also my second player also won uh Ultimini in the uh, DSFL, I think, in season 12. I think, okay, so what's that?
0: uh What's that like to just, you know, finally bring one home?
2: Yeah, it usually feel, feels pretty good because usually, you know, usually before you get there, it's usually several years of kind of building up your team and kind of several years of disappointment, making it, you know, having good seasons, making it to playoffs and not pulling it off. And, you know, at a certain point you kind of start to wonder if maybe you already blew your chance and had your successful year and it, you didn't get it done. So it feels good to – you know, a lot of time you, and the season. If you don't win the championship, you usually come away from the season feeling disappointed. So it's kind of nice being able to come away from the season feeling like you were able to accomplish your ultimate goal and were able to get that championship.
0: I can imagine. I know we're we're talking about memorable moments, and maybe something that you haven't even thought of yet. Uh, earlier this year, you broke, or this season, I should say, you broke the single game passing record which had been in place since season 10.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I actually didn't, didn't realize that the time until just now when you uh, when you uh, sent the questions over and mentioned that. I actually hadn't realized earlier that that was the uh, new single game records. And that was pretty special being able to uh, you know, break a record that's st- standing that long, but pretty exciting. But I guess at the same time, it's also kind of exciting for me to do it, but it's also kind of a – whole team accomplishment too because I w- you know, wouldn't have been able to do it if I didn't have such good receivers to put up yards and have general managers to kind of come up with the game plans, put that in place so it's kind of like when you break a record like that even though you're a player performing well it kind of takes a be able to put up a performance like that kind of takes a whole team performance kind of need everyone to be firing on all cylinders to um, put together an accomplishment like that So I know you've you- bring up your team again and
0: now you're going to be tied with the Yeti to this record mm-hmm. um, but it seems like throughout your career you've kind of had a and you know you've been with the Yeti a couple times are they are they kind of a special team to you is it where you feel like home or are you still just kind of enjoying traveling to different teams?
2: No I think definitely it's kind of a special feel for me because I guess you know this was the first Sim league I ever joined and I got drafted to the Yeti in like that original draft. So this Yeti were kind of the first sim league team I was ever a part of. And so, and I was there early on. And I, even that was when I did like a season as co-GM who was of the Yeti. So that was kind of the team I had the largest involvement in, but was a little disappointing. Kind of my first stint there was a little disappointing because we kind of started off pretty successful and then we kind of had to start rebuilding and we never really got to, complete that because i was getting older and it was still taking time to rebuild so i was kind of there for some of the rebuild but wasn't really there to see it when they finished the rebuild and got back to contention so a sense, to kind of felt special for me this time around since the other teams i was on i won a championship when i was with the race i won a championship when i was with the hawks but the yeti were kind of the one team i've been on that I never got to get over the top with them and get that championship. So definitely felt kind of special, you know, this time around having a chance to come back with another player. And I'm hoping we'll be able to, you know, at some point this time around be able to um, finally get that championship. with The Yeti would be kind of a special part of my Sim League experience. If I'm able to come back to that first team I was ever on and finally be able to get a championship with them would be pretty special. Yeah, if you're if your
0: player keeps performing the way that he did this season then I can definitely see that being something that you guys can capture in the near future.
2: Yeah, definitely tough. I feel like I feel like at this point the league with the league kind of growing a lot. I feel like there's a lot of parity nowadays that like sometimes in the earlier years it was kind of more clear cut like from the beginning who who the best teams were, but I kind of feel like looking around the league they are like a lot of really talented teams right now so it's kind of tough even right now like even with having you have a talented team together but we're in a tough fight to even make the playoffs this year so it's tough to kind of tough to separate separate yourself from the pack at this point but hoping with we have a lot of talent with our current course i'm hoping you know even part of it is just having a good team keeping them together for several years because they're going to be years where you have a good team and just get an unlucky sim or some years where you're not as strong and get lucky sim in your favor. So I think that's part of the key is just if you have a group together that can sustain success for several seasons, kind of just hope that you have that, have that year that things come together for you.
0: If you had any questions for me or any topics that you wanted to discuss, this is where I'd like to do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I guess I didn't have anything too particular, I guess one thing I'd be kind of interested in, what are kind of your first impressions of the league? Because I guess I'm kind of curious to see since, I guess back in my time, I joined right when I was starting. I'm kind of curious to see what's kind of, I guess what's the New Year's experience kind of like now that you're joining in a place where the league's kind of more developed and has already had several seasons of history. Uh,
0: you know, I found it really interesting. It's, uh, it's something that I don't know why I didn't think about the fact that maybe this existed. Mm -hmm. Um, I stumbled across it in in March of this year. So, you know, it's only been maybe a month for me now, a little over a month, but uh, coming into it, I just, I found it to be really interesting and fun. It's a great way to mix like uh, the fantasy football experience with almost like the you know the create a player on Madden type situation yeah. it's just i don't know it's a it's a fun combo for me um I think if I were to pick out one thing, I would say probably the the sim itself has been a little when I first joined, I wasn't sure what to expect and when i first mm-hmm. when I seen the first sim, I was like oh okay so it's it's mm-hmm. dots
2: mm-hmm.
0: Like, all right, but it's, you know, that didn't really like deter me or anything. It was just kind of a, kind of a surprise when I seen it, but, um, the more I've learned and kind of seeing how each team has been able to customize their field and, you know, get a little more, um, like individualize what you see during the stream. You know, I think that's become a pretty cool aspect. I don't know how it was when you guys first started, but
2: yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because that's kind of like an example that was back like uh, back in the day they didn't didn't really have that like field customization type stuff. That's kind of like a cool little touch of something that they've added over time that kind of adds a little extra identity for each team being able to customize their field.
0: So um do you consider yourself to be a gamer? Yeah. What would you say is your favorite game of all time? I
2: think my favorite game of all time is uh, Banjo-Kazooie.
0: Oh, that's a nice throwback.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I'd never played it before originally, then just like – I think it was just like last year or so. I tried it for the first time, but I loved it. I enjoyed it a lot and replayed it several times since then.
0: No, so, you, so you'd never – you never played the
2: original then? Yeah, no, I, I never got to play the original version. I got the, uh, like, Rare Replay version on Xbox. Uh, that was my first time trying it out, but it was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, yeah, see. I've, n- I've never played any other version than the uh, <laughs> Nintendo 64 version, <laughs> I it was. So, what game are you currently
2: playing? Let's see, right now, I'm kind of in between games right now. I've kind of been uh, lately going on... Um, Going back through some Mario games, they got the, um, they had like the Mario 3D All-Stars collection that just came out earlier this year with like Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy. So it was kind of fun to get to play back through all of those and kind of a little walk down memory lane. And then after that, I was kind of on the 3D Mario trend. I replayed Mario Odyssey, which I kind of just recently finished that. And um, I just also got the, um, I think it's like Mario 3D World is the other one that was originally, I think originally on the Wii U, but I never got to play the original version. So it just came out with like a re-release for the Switch. So I figured since I've been playing through all the 3D Mario ones, I want, wanted to give that one a try because I never got to play the original version. So that's the next one I'm going to get started on. So
0: look looking
2: forward to that.
0: You're the second person to bring up Mario Odyssey on the show. <laughs> I haven't played it yet, but it uh, must be a good one.
2: Yeah, it's a good one.
0: All right, man. I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day to come on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. I uh, wish you nothing but luck for the rest of the season. Thank you, too. And uh, best of luck with your uh, draft destination. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Um, That's it guys. That's the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. And as always, I appreciate anyone who's taken the time to listen. Special thanks to Titan and Pig snout for coming on and a big fanworld congratulations to Pig snout for breaking the single season and single game passing yard records. And Titan for breaking the single game, single season and career force fumble record as well as the single game fumble recovery record. You guys had awesome seasons. Congratulations to you both. If you enjoyed the show, rate, follow, review, and join our world.